Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at myemmanuelchurch. We hope you enjoy this message. y'all so much for joining us online. I'm Pastor Gabe, in case you don't know me or if you're watching or joining us for the first time here. Um, we, uh, we're, we're all a little excited here and a little nervous here as this is really the first time we've done anything like live streaming with our church. And But uh, I believe truly that God is giving us an opportunity here. Because while we have a certain amount of reach normally, uh, and we are grateful for the people that are here with us uh, every Sunday, and we're sad, really, that we can't be meeting together here uh, with everyone. And we will miss everyone that is normally here with us on Sundays, and we're hoping for a quick resolution to all of this. But Really, we are getting a new opportunity here to reach new people. So if you're watching online and you usually join us or you usually or you might not usually join us and you're still watching us online, share this, share this on Facebook, share this on YouTube, uh, on Twitter and on social media, because we have an opportunity to reach people that we've never reached before through this kind of venue. And we're just excited for you to be joining us here today, you know, and I don't usually preach sitting down uh, and I'm not usually used to this format but I was afraid that I might move around too much if I didn't Um, but we are here and um, we're excited for what God is doing here at Emmanuel Church and we're glad that you can join us online today if you want to be able to support our ministry you can go to myemmanuelchurch.com slash give um, to be able to give there our website has more information about what we do what we're about and how you can visit us how you can watch us how you can listen to past messages and so much more is is going on there and i know that right now we're also uh not meeting with our e-groups and those watching if you don't know what e-groups are it's our small groups where we get together to connect and study the word of god and lift each other up in prayer and support and encouragement through the week and we haven't forgot about that uh, our e-groups director, Jonathan, he, we've been talking and we're going to be doing an online hangout, an online e-group hangout uh, through, uh, I believe, Zoom. And we're going to be putting out more information about that soon so that you can join us through that so that we don't miss out on that chance to be able to be a community, to continue to be a community here at Emmanuel Church. And if you never joined us or if you've never joined an e-group, tune into that as well. We'd love to see, we'd love for you to see what we do and how, how we connect with each other and we just have a good time. You know, usually there's a lot of food and other stuff involved, but you know, we're going to be online. So unfortunately you won't be able to eat with us unless you're snacking while you're watching. But we're, we're thankful that you are here and watching and we are beginning a new series today leading up to Easter. Um, and we are calling it Q and A with Jesus. And Jesus asked a lot of questions throughout his time here on earth. In fact, it was one of the things that he did that probably annoyed people the most. When they would ask him a question, he'd answer with a question. And that, I mean, I don't know if you know anybody about like that, but when people do that, usually it's not fun. 
It's, it's not a fun thing, you know? It's like, well, how, how are you doing today? How, how are you doing today? I, hey, I, I, I'm asking the questions here, you know? We don't like when people respond to us with, with questions when we're asking them a question because we want answers. We want answers. And this series is going to be about exploring the questions Jesus asked and how they actually reveal answers in our lives. How they reveal the answers that we need for us uh, in life and in faith. And today, um, today uh, we're, we're, we're looking at the question that Jesus asked, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And this is important because we're living right now in very uncertain times. You know, I was talking with my wife, Lajinska, and we were talking about how we were never, we would never have thought that we would be living through something like this, that we would be living through a pandemic like this. It was just beyond our imagination to think that one day we'd have to be confined to our homes. One day we'd be confined uh, our, our rationing toilet paper because everyone in has bought all the toilet paper and all the bread and all the meat and all the, there's nothing and it's hard to find the necessities of life and it's disrupted our daily lives it's disrupted school students are doing school online uh, much to their disappointment because i'm pretty sure they just not want to do school at all some of us are, are having to work uh some of us aren't working at all anymore because of what's going on some of us are working from home and we wish we had didn't have to work uh some of us and even now in church we're doing services online because we are, are trying to do our very best to contain the spread uh, of this virus so that other people who are vulnerable don't get sick but it's disrupted our lives and and for some of us it's disrupted our faith I know that I've seen a lot of people online arguing about what it means to have faith in this time. There's people that are saying that, oh, well, if you're meeting online and you're canceling services, then you just don't have enough faith in God. You just don't know what God can do. And, and that's completely untrue, but yet it begs the question, Am I being unfaithful to God? Am I not believing enough? Am I not having enough faith? And on the other spectrum, they're like, no, we're just trying to do our best to protect people. And both sides want to be right so much. We're fighting and fighting and trying to figure this out. And our faith is firmly rooted uh, truthfully in who we believe Jesus is in our lives. And it's so important that we be able to answer the question that Jesus asks us, who do we say that he is? We're going to go to Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 19. And this is where Jesus has a conversation with his disciples and asks them this very question. And he says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others still say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but, my fa- but by my father in heaven. 
And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So Jesus asked the disciples a question. He says, who do you say I am? Who do people say I am? What is the image that you have developed of who I am? Jesus' disciples were the 12 closest people to him. They, they, they knew him better than anybody else. But it seemed to him, and he knew in, in his heart, in his mind, that they were uncertain of who he was. They were following along for the ride because they wanted to see what happened. They wanted to see what Jesus would do for them or where Jesus would take them. And it wasn't easy But Jesus wanted to be able to let them know that there was more to him than just being a good man. He was more than a good man. He was more than uh, a prophet. He was more than just a a carpenter uh, from an unknown town. From Well, not even an unknown town, a backwoods town. That's how people thought of Nazareth. They were like, nothing good can come from Nazareth. It's just, you know, like one of those neighborhoods that we think is like, oh man, that's the bad neighborhood. That's the bad side of town. You know, and that's what people thought of Nazareth. It wasn't a place that anything good can come from. Yet that's where Jesus was from. He says, I want you to know I'm more than where I come from. I'm more from than my hometown. He says, I want you to see who I am and who I'm trying to get you to what I'm trying to get you to understand that is that I'm more than human too. Our image of Jesus in our minds is so important for our faith in our life. Because if we have a false image of who Jesus is, we have a false image of faith. We have a false image of the church. We have a false image of what it means to live. Because if we have a fake image of Jesus, then our lives are just uh, uh, really we're, we're living out something that isn't there. A lot of people, you know, I don't know what you imagine Jesus as, but we we imagine Jesus in certain ways. You know, we have this picture of Jesus where he stands all holy above everybody else, arms stretched apart. You know, that's the picture we have, the long hair, sometimes blue eyes. Some, what, you know, what? this is the picture we have of Jesus. But there was so much more to him than what he looked like. It, it, there was more to him than even what, what he said. Sometimes there were things that Jesus didn't say that defined who he was. But we get our information about Jesus from other people. Like Jesus asked, who do people say I am? And so the disciples answered him, this is, this is how we see you. You know, this is the truth of how we see you. We're, we're not entirely sure who you are. And as a result, that affected how they lived life. A lot of times we see the disciples being afraid of, uh, of, of anything that was happening around them. They weren't sure. Storms would come when they were out on sea. And they were so sure that they were going to die even though Jesus was with them. They, they, they weren't sure of what they would do when people came to persecute them or, or, or beat them down because of what they believed about Jesus. They weren't sure if that was, this was the right guy that they had. But yet they had stepped into a place in life where they had given up everything and they weren't, they still wanted to see it out. They wanted to see who Jesus was. But yet this, their answers revealed that they weren't certain and their uncertainty showed. Their uncertainty showed that they weren't sure who God was. Their lives were shaky. 
their faith was shaky. They weren't sure of where they were going in life or what they were going to do. And in fact, when Jesus was ultimately betrayed by one of his disciples and he died on a cross, they scattered, they hid. They weren't sure of what they were going to do and who they were. And that, that's how it is in our lives. If we draw who Jesus is simply from our experiences, then we're at a loss. Because our experiences oftentimes, our experiences with God oftentimes are based on our emotions at the time. If good things, if good things are happening to us and we say God is faithful and God is good. But if bad things are happening to us, then we think that God is, is, is evil and he has abandoned us and he is on purpose torturing us. So we can't base it solely on experiences because our emotions get in the way of that. We can't base it on what other people say because sometimes people, well, not sometimes, realistically, people have biases. And they try to twist Jesus into who they want him to be. He is the one that is constantly blessing us. And if God is not blessing you, that means that you're doing something wrong in life. That, that if you're not blessed and if you don't have money and you don't have cars and you don't have big houses, that God, there's something wrong with your faith in God. They will twist it to that. And then on the opposite spectrum, some people are like, well, if you have money, then you're doing something wrong because God wants us to be poor. I don't believe that either. <laughs> that, that's two extremes. There are two extremes and I don't believe either of the extremes. But I do believe that we have difficulties and, and there, there are times of blessing and difficulties. People will tell us things based on what they think. If they hate a group of people, they, they often twist God into a place where he hates them too. And these images of God affect our faith. They affect how we will live out our faith for the rest of our life. That's why it's so important how we see Jesus. It's so important that we get a right image of God from the right sources. So what are our right sources? Our sources, of course, are, are the word of God. This is where we get a picture of Jesus. And I know sometimes it can be difficult because, you know, we're not even sure. What does the original language say? What, is the, what does it say in English? Is it even the same thing? Well, I know we wonder these questions. But there's, obviously we get our picture of Jesus from the word of God. But we get it also from righteous community by surrounding ourselves from the right places. Because if we surround ourselves with the wrong people, then our faith and our image of God will be distorted. But also we definitely need to rely on the Holy Spirit to reveal to us who Jesus was. And that's what happened with Peter. He said, who do you say I am? And Peter answered him, you are the son of God, the Messiah. And he says, you didn't see this by your own human means. You didn't get this from your own human understanding. But you got it straight from God who revealed it to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot get a good image of God if we're simply relying on human knowledge and strength and intuition and biases. We're never going to get a good picture of God. We need to rely on God himself to show us who he is through his word, through his power, and through his intervention into our lives, whether good things are happening or whether bad things are happening. This is how we get an image of God, and this is how we answer the question, who do we say Jesus is? 
Because if we say Jesus was a righteous man and we lean too far into that, then we're going to judge every little thing every single person does. And we're going to attack them for the slightest mistakes that we they make. And, or, and we're going to attack ourselves for the slightest mistakes that we make because we believe that God is out to get us. To strike us with lightning. God is a mean kid with a magnifying glass. Burning ants. That's how we will see God. If we see him as judgmental. If we, if we lean too far to the other end. We can say that everybody's going to get in. It doesn't matter even if they know Jesus. And we want, it. we want to believe that. But we want to be able to have a clear picture. Of who God says he is. Because in Jesus. That's how we get the picture. Jesus says no one has ever seen God. But if you've seen me. Then you've seen God. If you've seen me, then you know what it is to experience God. That's why it's so important that we know who Jesus is. Because Jesus, like Peter said, was the Messiah. What that means is that he is our Savior. So that when we are find ourselves in a messy life, in a sinful life, that he's here to save us. To pick us up from the darkness. To pick us up when we fall down. He is the God who is love. He is the one who reached out to the outcast whose society deemed wasn't important enough to be even recognized. The ones that society deems as second class citizens, he's the one who reached out to them. This is, this, it's, if we don't get this picture, if we don't understand who he is, how we live out our faith how we live out as the church is going to be defined by that. We're going to criticize people just because they don't come to church. Let me tell you something. The early church didn't have buildings like this. They didn't live stream. They didn't do any of that. They met in person. They met at homes. So we can't rightfully say that if you're not meeting in a building, then you are not following Jesus. Because that's wrong. That's not what God wants us to understand. In fact, more than anything... During this crisis, we need to understand who Jesus is because we are the church regardless of whether we're in a building or whether we're meeting at home or whether you're watching online. You're the church. But we won't understand that. We won't truly understand that unless we know who Jesus is. Because when we have a good picture of who Jesus is, we understand what the church is meant to be. We understand that the church is meant to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those who are less fortunate, to those who are on the outside. If we have a good picture of Jesus, then we understand that we are supposed to be more than just a building. That we understand that we are meant to be the church wherever we go. And especially in this time, I know that a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to be social distancing. In fact, I've seen a lot of things online about a lot of people going to Florida and being out in beaches and just not caring about that. But if you want to be a good neighbor like Jesus was, if you want to love people like Jesus did right now, it's critical that we do stay home and that we do take care to wash our hands. And and if you're sick, stay home because... We are looking out for those who are most vulnerable in this moment. It's a good analogy of, of how Jesus was. He looked out and thought of everybody that was around him. That, that's, that's how we can respond if we know who Jesus really is in our lives. We won't do harm, but instead do good. We won't do hate, we won't hate, but instead show love. And we will be able to understand who we are. Because the world tells us a lot of things. And it tells us a lot about who it wants us to be. 
It tells us a lot about who we should be, what we should believe about ourselves, whether we're ugly or pretty or this or that or whatever. But if we understand who Jesus is, then we understand the truth that we were created in the image of God. That every person on earth, no matter who they are, was created in his image. And we deserve that the love that he gives us because of who he is. We, we won't, we will be able to break through the lies and tell us that the world tells us that we're not enough. That we're not strong enough or smart enough or pretty enough or good enough or, or we don't have talent. We, we can break through the lies that tell us that we're bad people or bad friends because we can see ourselves the way Jesus says. When Jesus asked this question, he told the disciples, who do you say I am? But on the other end of it, he says, I want you to understand that also defines who you are. Because then he told Peter, on this rock, not on Peter himself, but he says, on the truth that I am the Savior and the Son of God, that's who I'm going to build my church on. And that defines who we are as a church. He says, that then defines who you are. You're the church. If I'm the Son of God and you are my people, then you belong to me. You are children of God. You are loved of God. You are, you are set apart and holy. Holy doesn't mean that we're perfect. Holy means that we're set apart to God. That we are, are, are created for Him and through Him. And, and He wants us to know that. If we understand who Jesus is. That He has come to give us hope. To give us life. To give us truth. To give us a new way of doing things. To give us a a way out from our broken ways, our messy lives. And for us to be understand that it's okay that even if we do follow him and our lives are still messy, that he is walking with us every step of the way. That's the definition he gave us. He says, you are the church. And when you speak things into existence, when you speak in hope, you're not speaking on the fact of who you are only. You're speaking on the fact of who I am. So when we preach the gospel and we show love to Jesus, we are telling the world that he is the one that has come to save you. He is the one that has come to change your perspective of who you are and who the, what the world is. He's come to change our perspective on life. Because that's what he came to do. He came to change. He came to shift things. When he came, he gave his life on the cross. And that was to shift our perspective from our sinful selves and our sinful lives to him. And he said, if you come to me, if you come to who I am, this savior that I am, this God that I am, then you are going to find hope. You're going to find relief. You're going to find rest. You're going to find life. Today, I want you to know as you're watching that we're praying for you. And if you are, are hearing this message and you're, you're saying, you know, I, I need that in my life today. I need that hope in my life today. Then we want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. If you want to make a decision to, to, to find Jesus today, to follow after Jesus today and who he says he is, the one who, who is, brings life, the one who brings hope to us in a world that is so uncertain, that is so much in chaos. He brings peace to that world today. So I'm going to pray 
today for you that are watching. And pray with me. If you would close your eyes or wherever you're at. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. If you're just listening online, do not do that. We want you to stay alive. (laughs) But I want to pray for you today. And I want you to know that there is hope in Jesus. And that if you want to make that choice today, let us know. You can go to myemmanuelchurch.com slash pray. And, and we'll be praying for whatever you're going through right now. You can comment in the section, in the comment section to let us know how we can pray for you today. You can go to, and you can let us know if you've made a decision today by going to myemmanuelchurch.com slash I have decided. And we want you to know that we are hoping and praying for you today. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to be streaming today. We thank you for your word today. We, we want to know, we want people to know that you are here for them. And if they are making a decision today to follow Jesus, that it's as simple as saying, Jesus, right now, I give you my life. I want to follow you. I want to know you. I need a second chance. I need a new chance at life today. And we pray for those that are making that decision. That they might be able to explore who you are and understand that you love them more than anything, God. We want you to, we want them to know, Lord, that you are here for them. And forever, whoever else is online today and whatever else they might need prayer for today we know that things are difficult and uncertain we just pray god that you be with us that you give us peace and hope in this uncertain time and to help us to be the church you have called us to be to love those that are less fortunate to love those that might not have what they need during this crisis so that we can be able to show showcase your love whether that means going to their homes and bringing them supplies or just praying for people that are a more delicate of health right now God and whether that means staying home and staying out of the way so that we don't spread sickness and we can be the best neighbor we can be to people God we love we love you and we thank you for all that you have done here today we we love you and thank you for all that you're doing through this crisis and help us to be able to continue to be the church that you want us to be to understand who you are that you are Jesus the son of God the one who has come to save us from ourselves. We hope you enjoyed the message today. And we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystory. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.